Hello, world, and thank you for joining me today. This is Shelley Shearer, and you are listening to the podcast Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, where if I've experienced it, I'm going to share it with you. If I've learned it, I'm going to tell you about it, and always some education along the way. Hello, world. Shelley Shearer here, and welcome to Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda. Well, I tell you what, I think I should have listened to my own podcast from the end of October about being overwhelmed and perhaps uh, I wouldn't have seen all of November slip by without doing a podcast. I apologize to my regular listeners. Um, thank you for your, to my subscribers. It's greatly appreciated. And again, I apologize. It has been a crazy month and I actually did think I had post-dated a podcast into the 1st of November when I was on vacation, which by the way, if I mentioned before I left uh, my last podcast, yes, we went on a lovely cruise and we're lucky enough to have hit the western caribbean because unfortunately through a series of uh, hurricanes and such the eastern caribbean was just decimated this year and we were there a year ago and it was lovely i just saint martin's is one of my favorite islands and the dutch uh side of the island it had a lot of infrastructure put in over the last decade and it just it was so much nicer than when i had been there about 20 years ago and all of that is now gone apparently and it's it's just I tell you, when you sit in your home and you're complaining about, oh, you know, who knows what we complain about, a hundred million different little things, and then you think about someone's whole world and life just being destroyed, uh, there's a, an expression sometimes people use, yeah, first world problems, but it really does put into perspective how lucky most of us really are and what true tragedy, you know, is. And it's not our little daily bickering that we uh, sort of get on and off with. Now, it's interesting. I was thinking, and the universe supplies once again. We came home from the holidays straight into, oh, imagine that our renovation wasn't finished. Contractor promised, didn't deliver. And not only that, but after he walked off the site a week and a half after I got back from vacation, as of Monday, five days ago, we had to pull back in another entire crew of people to fix what he had done. So it was it was definitely very disappointing, a little devastating. Not out any money. None of these people had been fully paid, so we'll we'll manage and mitigate those those circumstances. But especially since I have so many friends in my life that have been so taken advantage of by uh, shady contractors and that sort of thing. But the person we hired just was in way over his head and completely oversold himself and was not capable of doing the work that uh, that needed to get done. And it was very unfortunate. However, 80% of it's done in another week and a bit. We will be fully living in our new home upstairs. And, and uh, I have to say, the energy is very different up there. And it's bright. It's sunny. I'm just really looking forward to it. It's really putting me in a very different frame of mind. However, that being said... I opened, yes, the meditation book this morning because I literally could not let another week go by. I realized I was quite behind. It wasn't until I was actually just in a coaching call and talking to uh, one of my professionals in my that, that kind of do our CRMs, that sort of thing. She was doing a little training with me and we pulled up my website because it has to link to my CRA program and I realized October 31st, seriously, a month has gone by and I hadn't podcasted. So that was, that was quite... A revelation because what did the book say today let go of feeling overwhelmed and I laughed this morning I thought oh that is just perfect because literally since we got back on the 20th from our vacation the last two weeks have just been completely overwhelming they just really have we thought this renovation was finished um, my son and his fiance they are in town and staying with us so we've got kind of a full house and you know 
everyone's got some issues and things they're dealing with in life right now. And now we're coming into Christmas, which is my favorite time of year. And it's actually almost unknown of me to be sitting on December 7th and not have my tree up. In the old days, tree was up on by before the first because I always threw the first Christmas party of the year. Well, you know, I had to give up some of those things when I got sick a few years ago and had to really manage my energies and life had to take a little left turn. The other thing too was I checked, you know, what had posted in on my on my website and I realized I did overwhelming before I left. Call it feeling overwhelmed as a trap. Might be a good one to listen to. I haven't re-listened to it, but I am going to talk about a few more things today because in the last two weeks, feeling very overwhelmed, I had a visit from two of my dairy dearest friends and their families. And I have to say, there was that small part of me that was like, no, I have no time for these people. I have no time for this visit. I have, they just can't drop into my house looking like this. Do you know what? First of all, your friends don't care. Your true friends really don't care. Now, if you're a regular listener, excuse me, you've probably listened to me go on and on over the years how I've matured. I'm a little OCD and let go of a lot of that perfection. It's it's a myth. It's not real. But that striving for the perfect ran my life for about 20 years. It, it really and truly did. And I fell short of it every time. So I really, you know, you, th- you know, the expression uh, doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result is just the definition of insanity. Well, hello, welcome to my world. You, ha- you have to let that, some of those things go. So let me read a little bit what's going on with uh, the meditation book this morning. Because so often the simple tasks in life can seem overwhelming. And right now, because I tend to be very directionally focused, and when I've got my bit, my mouth on the bit, and I've got something in my teeth, or like I've got, I've got a focus, I can be very all-consumed by that focus. It has been a spectacular strength of mine at times in my life, and a devastating weakness. It really just depends how you use it. So for me right now, I'm not going to lie, just Somebody making me stop to make a dinner for someone when I'm like, I don't want to feed you. I'm fi- I'm fine. I'll have a snack. I'm good. I've really had to breathe. <laughs> a simple task that has to be done every day. Get up in the morning. I have a host uh, teenager that lives with us from Brazil who is here until the beginning of February. And I need to make his lunch. He makes his breakfast. And I need to make sure the shopping's done and that dinner's on the table every night and run him to school. And I'm not going to lie. When I see the list of things that I feel are maybe more important, those little things start to be one overwhelming and they start to irritate me. And it's like, that's not the point. That those That is the point of what goes on in my life right now. These are the things that I should be doing and be grateful for them. And I'm forgetting that. Okay. So many things need to get done. It is true. Our laundry needs to get done and the bookkeeping and the housekeeping and looking after fit getting car in the gas last uh, gas in the car last week I zipped out wasn't paying attention got stuck somewhere a little longer than I thought I would be and got caught in traffic and the traffic in the lower mainland of Vancouver British Columbia granted we're not LA but boy our traffic's a little scary here we've got another huge population in flux our roads do not we don't have the highway system that big cities do and we're a port city so a lot of water to get over and around bridges tunnels that sort of thing and I got stuck in traffic for an hour with an empty tank of gas when I was exhausted and back in a store which I hate shopping with a passion okay 
So Christmas for me sometimes is like a two-edged sword. I love it, love it, love it. And I hate the fact that there might be more than four people on my list I have to go shopping for. Because that means I have to go into a store. Yuck. So these things need to get done. And, you know, I'm just kind of having a bit of a meltdown about them. And you you start thinking that the everyday responsibilities uh, are a stress. Actually, what you need to do is change your mind. You need to take a step back. And I've, I've gone through this roller coaster many times in my life, and I'm really actually having this debate with my grown son right now, who is not recognizing that life is more than just going to work and going to bed and having a steak for dinner. There's a whole bunch of stuff out there that has to get done every day. Well, a couple problems in this household right now. I have an exchange student from a country that he has staff. So right out of the gate, my young fellow, has a completely different perspective on what goes on in a household than Canadians do. He knows that if he walks out of a room and leaves something on a counter, a maid will come behind him and pick it up. Someone is cooking his meals, cleaning his room, doing his laundry. And he doesn't think twice about it. Doesn't even necessarily make him lazy or unappreciative. It's not on his radar. Well, my son's been in South Africa for a year and a half and on a contract with a company, same thing. People cleaned his house. He fed himself. No, he didn't even do that. Sorry, because Monday to Friday, he ate at the mine site. And there was a full-on cafeteria kitchen that completely supplied his life. You may think, depending on where you're listening to this podcast from, you might chuckle. You might say, yeah. Uh, Again, look at your perspective to this information I'm giving you. But what happens is an expectation starts to form unconsciously with us. And then we step back into an environment that we haven't lived in or haven't lived in for a long time. And we wonder how we're going to cope. Now, if you don't know this about me, I was a single mother from the time my son was two years of age and I raised him till he was 12 on my own. So for 10 years, I was on my own. I had a couple of relationships. I didn't work out and dated a lovely man for many years. that was really more of a friend than, than a lover, really. So I wasn't alone alone, but I was the only parent. And so the entire, and I was self-employed. And and actually in that point in my life, I had a side side business as well. I was doing a startup with an automotive security company. Had a lot on my plate, but you know what? When you're in your 20s and 30s, you've also got a lot of more energy than you do in your 40s and 50s. I am a very scheduled person. I like a plan. That plan can change for me anyways. It's not like this for everybody, but for me, the plan can change. But I like having a plan. And I was also raised domestically by a mother that was a stay-at-home mom. So as a woman, having a child and being married at 22 and alone by 24, I was fully able to cope. I look at my poor little niece that just, uh, her little boy just turned three. And I got to tell you, the first two years was a huge adjustment for her. Huge. Because she hadn't been that independent before that, to be perfectly honest. And nowadays, you know, a lot of women, especially in in North America, they don't learn to cook. There's not that defined roles going on like there was in the old days. But in my life, I was raised with that. So I could cook and I could clean and I knew how to get my car fixed. And I just knew how to do for myself. I'm a bit of a A A-type personality and I got her done. So being 24 and alone, my parents definitely helped me, helped me get me into a nice townhouse. And I had my business and off I went. Really, that wasn't a huge glitch in my life, other than just being young and realizing I had the responsibility of another human life to look after. But really, doing those day-to-day things were just part of the schedule. The shopping needed to get done on this day, and the laundry on that day, and the house was cleaned, 
And later when I could afford it, I did hire a house cleaner. She was not a maid. I kept telling my son, Auntie, Car uh, Auntie uh, Shannon is not here to pick up your clothes. She is here to clean your floors. So you still have to clean your room. Uh, things like your laundry still needs to be done. That sort of thing wasn't a huge issue for me. That being said, that is very overwhelming for some people. But that being said, because that was all sort of handled, I tend to take on way more than the average person. And there's not a person in my life that would not giggle right now and laugh at this and say, yeah, think. So that's where I start getting overwhelmed. So where most people are overwhelmed in, in the A step, I ah, got that covered. But now I go to B, C, and D and wonder why I'm not functioning happily and relaxed in my life. So it really doesn't matter what point in that story you're in, the same applies. Being overwhelmed can really and truly be, what's the word I'm looking for, fiction? Because there's no magic and there's no power in being overwhelmed. You are fighting fires. That was something I had to learn in my 20s when I was in, in a, my late 20s and working in careers. And I did learn, I did, I was taught it. Perhaps didn't learn it well enough to put it into practice right away. But I was taught the difference between working and putting out fires. And so much of our lives in North America, I swear, we're always just reacting to the next fire. So the trick with that one is, and I cannot remember who taught me this, I'm sorry, but one of my mentors and bosses in my life was letting things, understanding that there's the, the pile. And that's where I kind of developed the one, three, five rule thing I talk about, where you take a step back and, and it's the same deal about putting pots on your desk. Is this an emergency? Does it need my attention now, tomorrow? And if a week from now, if I ignore it, will it simply go away? In other words, will it's important lesson. If I decide not to deal with that fire right this minute, is the house going to burn down or is the ember going to just burn out? Am I making a mountain of a molehill? That's a really good logical thing for you to stand and decide on every given situation. Now or later, emergency, not emergency, and am I creating the emergency? And are my emotions getting involved in that situation? And am I getting overwhelmed and bringing on anxiety and thinking it's a bigger mountain than it is? Okay, so just, just some things to think about. So the simple act of setting a task simplifies this. And I am a huge person about lists. In fact, anyone that uh, sort of knows me that's younger and has known me for about 10, 20 years, I'm one of those people that was the last people to give up a paper daytimer. Because <laughs> I love my daytimer. Loved it. And my world revolved around it. In fact, I had, you know, at one point, I finally got rid of a lot of them, recycled them. But there was still a, a good seven years up on behind me on my shelves of past daytimers, they, you know, contact information are all in there, tasks that I did, work, whatever. It's just, it's just all in there. My life is on those pages. Well, I have an iPad now and heaven forbid I lose that iPad because as my husband says, my third appendage, it's like my third arm and my world revolves around it. And thank heavens for the whole, you know, technology today. It's all linked to the phone and everything. All my calendars are jive right to my computer. My world is driven by tasks and, um, and goals has some positive, has some negative, okay? But being overwhelmed is usually because everything just converges on you until you're almost frozen or hyperventilating, both, both can happen. And you're wondering, where do I go from here? One task at a time. And I know I've spoken on this before, so you know, this could very much be a very similar repeat to the October 31st podcast. And if it is, I apologize. Um, and if it's just a, a little, a second drip, then that is spectacular. My work here is done.
But in life, we want to have the personal power to manage what's going on around us as best we can. Your power is within you. It is not without. I know sometimes, especially I have a lot of listeners from other countries, Japan, uh, welcome and thank you. I have a lot of subscribers from Japan. And you've got different cultures, different governments. Um, I have people that I know that are from third world countries. You've got corrupt governments. There are, there are so many places on the globe. And I live in North America, which, you know, we think we have a lot of freedom. We really don't have as much as the world portrays, to be perfectly honest. But we have a lot. And actually, there's really nothing else to say. We have a lot. We have freedom of speech and freedom of religion and food and ability to work and get educated. And we have healthcare at our disposal. The things that create a spectacular society and almost, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, a safety net. I'm going to segue a little bit. For instance, you know, I've, I've had great successes in my life and I've had a pretty amazing life in a lot of ways. But speaking to someone the other day, I realized that not once in my life, despite all my family drama, and if you're a regular listener, you have heard some of my family drama and how dysfunctional and, and such goes on. And I really don't have a family that's there for me any longer. But when I was younger, I did. And I've always just relied on that safety net. It wasn't until later when I realized that safety net was being was not really as safe as I thought it was. And then later, just through through dysfunction was removed altogether. And unfortunately, relationships were lost, but that safety net's there. So no matter what I do, I go out in the world and I, there's always in the back of my subconscious knowing that if it all went to hell in a handbasket tomorrow and I lost everything, I could, honestly, my parents wouldn't let me starve. I would go home and they would, we'd find a solution. There is a lot to be said for that sort of um, confidence, knowing that there is a support system there for you. Now, in my life, later on in life, my support system comes hugely from my friends because they have been with me, especially some of them, since I was very young. A lot of history there, a lot of growth together. And I created that support network and probably didn't even realize I was doing it because I needed it in my personality. It's how I roll. I am a person that needs a lot of downtime to recover, but I'm not a loner like that. I have a certain amount of social necessity I enjoy helping other people, and although something you do learn when you're younger and when you start to get middle-aged, uh, not middle-aged, in your 30s, hopefully by your 30s you've learned to accept help. That was a tough thing for me when I was younger. But it's funny, the family that was willing to help me back then, it was I was always like, no, I can do it myself. <laughs> it's like, okay, now that I'm older, I'd like, yeah, I could use a little help here. And they're like, no, you're on your own. Uh, so it's kind of funny what you wish for. And how your your attitudes change with age and maturity. Okay, but anyways, I've segued way off on the side there with that one, but hopefully you took something out of it. So if you are always focusing on everything that needs to get done and what could go wrong and how you're going to get through it all, that's fear. And fear literally can feed nothing but more fear and disaster and failure. Fear cannot feed positive success or things like that. It is okay to be afraid in like, you know, you're standing in the middle of the road in the wilderness and a grizzly bear walks across your path, I would be afraid if I were you <laughs> and I would react. Now, you're in your life and you're being immobilized by your day-to-day um, schedule and what's going on in your life, that kind of fear, that needs to be addressed because it can simply lead nowhere, okay? We don't find the magic and the power by denying, escaping, or ignoring our feelings. Even feelings of being overwhelmed, accept them. And that's at least 
when I realized at the calendar date, it was December 9th. And oh my goodness, I hadn't podcasted in two weeks because I just kept saying, I'll do that tomorrow. I'll just get this thing done today and I'll get this thing done today. And then the next day I'll get this thing done today. And then my schedule will be clear. Do you know what? As who I am, my schedule is never going to be clear because it's just how I roll. So keep thinking that I'm going to get to that point. I'm slipping back onto bad habits. The good thing is with maturity and such is that I recover from them way more quickly in a week or two, not a year or two, not a decade. So that is kind of the goal is to understand that you're feeling the the emotion, accept it, experience it, and then move forward through it. You need to release it and move forward. Okay. We, when, um, I'm going to read this actually verbiage for verbiage. This is Melody Beattie's. Her her caption on the let go of feeling of overwhelming is, we will be given the power to do all we need to do, but take the simple steps that lie before you. Take one step at a time and you'll find the way again. So that has definitely been a little bit how my week has looked. So two weekends in a row, friends came in from out of town. Do you know what? These people are very important to me. Uh, One of them is one of my best friends from grade one. The other one is the mother of my godchildren. These people have been in my life a long, long time. They hold very special places. I'm Auntie Shelley, Uncle Keith. Our home is a place that they have always been welcome in. And, you know, we have that gift of hospitality. But I'm looking around going, the timing just couldn't be worse. But you know what? I can't choose the timing at all times. And one of these friends I haven't seen in about nine months. They live in the States, mind you, but I usually see them more often than that. But our schedules just never aligned their last couple of visits, and I haven't made the effort to go down. That's a problem, actually, because relationships are so vitally important in, in the world. The positive energy and emotion that is created from healthy, supporting relationships is necessary for our world to keep spinning and moving forward and to gain positive traction. There's a lot of negativity and pain out there in the world, but energetically, we need to keep clinging and nurturing this positive relationships because they in turn breed positive thoughts and those in turn breed positive actions and that in turn eventually will breed a positive planet because there is a lot wrong with this planet right now. There is a lot of pain and hate and and such going on all over the world still corruption and you know what you just can't buy into that you have to keep keeping positive moving forward because you can get overwhelmed with that as well it doesn't have to be in your own home you can start listening to the news every night depress yourself to no end and be overwhelmed with the thought of how can we ever change it well you know what just go back in history always be a student of history i don't care if you didn't love it in school like i did just always be a student of history because if you cannot learn from the past you cannot make a better future okay so moving forward in the, in that particular aspect energetically is very very important for the planet not just your, not just your life so back to these friends that are visiting hadn't even eaten upstairs on the table yet had the friends in but i was very honest i cannot cook you dinner do you know what that is something that I just would have been mortified to say a decade ago because of course I would cook dinner when my godchildren came over with my girlfriend and her husband. They were like, we totally understand the rental's still going on. You just got back from vacation. We're bringing dinner in, but we still would like to see you. I'm like, then you know what? Two hours was not going to change a darn thing in my life. And the fact that there was still no couch in the living room, we just pulled out all the dining room chairs, sat around them and visited. And it was wonderful because it connected me again to why we, I do what I do and who I am as a person. If I had said, I have no time for you, not only would I have hurt a wonderful friendship, but I would have denied myself 
seeing my godchildren who are getting so much older and it's so funny watching them, they're boys, and seeing that one of them is now taller than Auntie Shelley. And I just would have denied myself that whole experience. The next weekend, my friends from Kelowna came down. I talk about Beirut a lot on this podcast and she's a regular listener. Same deal. Didn't matter what time they arrived. And in the end, it was a bit late because they were coming in on a Friday night and the house was yet again a disaster because we started doing one project and then you had to move everything out of the way and there was piles of stuff everywhere. Again, she's known me since I was six. She doesn't care, okay? And again, I would have denied myself that ability to just sit down, breathe, decompress, have a glass of champagne with her. And actually at the end of the evening, we got to sneak off into the kitchen without all the boys and have a girl's tete-a-tete, which was spectacular because we both had some things we just needed some support on just between the two of us. And it put things back in perspective and said, okay, you know what? I'm good. I can carry on here. I've got the support I need. Got a few words of wisdom, gave a little support where she needed it. And, and I, yeah, I can move forward with this. I trust that you are realizing that that is needed in your life. Because I could have just ran with the feelings of overwhelmness and said, you know, honey, not this visit. But she comes down every year for this gingerbread thing with her in-laws and she never misses it, no matter what her craziness is about. And I never miss seeing her on that weekend. I might not see her again till Christmas and her birthday's in a couple weeks into December. Um, but I always see her that weekend. And to not have done that, well, that'd be another whole year away. Not till I saw her again, but you know what I'm saying? You just, you have to step back and breathe and make sure that life, your life is still happening. That you're pulling the joy out of it, keeping the relationships alive, finding the love and the magic and moving forward. Have a great day, everyone. And I'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you for joining me here today. And if you subscribe to my podcast, you won't miss a thing. Remember to focus on not living in regret. You can reach me on Twitter at livingwell8 or email me at livingwellwithshell at gmail.com. Let me know what you like best about today's podcast, leave a review on iTunes, or leave me a message on something you'd like me to speak on next. Have a great day, everyone.